Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One can. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. We are the Hands Boys Comics Hour. You home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Hadouken! <laughs> I was, if you weren't going to do it, I was. I know, one of us had to. Test box right blah, blah, boop! Because no one. No, no one, no one's actually going to say Tatsumaki Senpukyak, because that's just silly. Is that what he says? Something like that. Oh, I, okay. I, it, it's, uh, I'm probably getting a couple of the syllables wrong, but that is roughly what he's saying. I see to your, to your Street Fighter knowledge. Mm. Most of that knowledge is not how to play it really well. I am, I am average at best. It's all about reach, pokes. Pokes. That's my, that's my very basic fighting game knowledge is like know how far you can reach and just poke at mm-hmm. people and you can win a lot of games just because most people aren't very good well that's the truth but, but... That, that anyone with any kind of actual skill it just destroys me hey guys out there handsomeites Height. brazil uh <laughs> got a, a great a great episode for you we are discussing sex criminals volumes mm. one and two by Fred. lots of lots of dildos <laughs> Yeah, yes, those are true facts. Electric flashlights. That as well, uh, also true fact. Yeah. Fraction and Sadarsky. Does, yes. Them, those guys. The, tr- the truest facts of all. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about Daredevil Season 2 later on. Mm-hmm. But first... Get the, get, get the spoiler horn ready. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the horn going later. Uh, we have comics that came out this very week to talk about. Are you excited, Eric? Sure you can? <laughs> Sounds good. Time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is our show. Eric and I will talk about uh, books that came out of this week. Read them. Tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may be or may, or may not a, be a mush meter involved, depending on how mushy we are. It goes from one to five. There's sometimes decimal points involved. Our first book this week is Hyperion, number one. Written by Chuck Wendig, Art Nick Varilla, Colors Romulo Fajardo Jr., Joe Caramagna doing the letters. Uh, truck, trucker Superman. Yes. What, any, have any thoughts on Hyperion as a character? Any experience with Hyperion as a character? Oh god, wasn't he, he was in some of that, some of that mess a year or two ago, but I was just like, who's this guy? Why is he wearing a nuclear weightlifting belt? <laughs> Let me that tell was, you. Let the, me tell you, brother. WrestleMania three, I body slammed Earth. Yeah. Yes. But but into what? Into the top turnbuckle, of course. Into another Earth. Yeah. I body slammed two Earths together. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. That's basically. I I. There's many various versions of Hyperion. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, Jonathan Hickman version, which is he kind of just pulled from a dimension and said, "Hey, we need another Superman analog." Let's uh, have him. Let's get Superman with a nuclear weightlifting belt, and uh, he's gonna be around. Um, now he is fighting Circus Mad Max people. 
yeah, it's very Mad Max. I mean that that whole scene, yeah, it's it, yeah. What is this girl's name? Blue green haired girl. <laughs> she, uh, she has a strange name. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Dollface. Yeah, that's a strange name. This reminds me of a, C- a Stephen King book I recently, not recently, I read it a couple years ago at this point, but it had carny folk with powers. Mm-hmm. It seems to be also like this, hey, carny folk with powers. This isn't bad. That's- it feels like something I've seen a dozen times, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's I don't kind know. of my thing, and that's not inherently terrible. I mean, you know, comic books are inherently genre fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so if something is not like the freshest idea in the world that can be excusable. I'm not overly whelmed by this. It's not. It's not by any means bad, and it may be. It. it it's not in a full nose dive, but it's not got a lot of altitude. If that makes a lot of sense, it feels like it's aiming hard for the middle. Yeah, I don't. I. I, I wish it was funnier. Yeah. I wish it was a lot of things better. <laughs> I mean, it, it could. It, it, it's. It's not a terrible book. It doesn't make me want to to hang myself. Um, I, I understood what was happening. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he, picks, he he hit he whacks a guy with a tree. He does. Uh, there's there's a mad lumberjack guy who crashes his truck and explodes, and apparently he's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. He's a crazy. I'm gonna go here. This is me. I'm gonna go buy. Mushmeter five out of five on this one. I'm I'm gonna I'll read number two. You know what? I I was actually gonna go do not buy, but uh, I think what you just said is so sensible that I just have to agree with you. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Yes. I, I we'll get to it. I don't know. I think partial my reasoning is uh, comparing it to the other books we read this week. Um, this was a downright reasonable uh, comic book. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there you go. Double buy, mush meter, five out of five. So super mushy buy, but I don't know. It could, it could, it could, it could, it could, it could, it could yeah. It may, it may, it may take a lot for it to pull into, but it's not bad. And I'm, you know, a trucker, Superman fighting, super evil carny guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They this the girl needs more character. I think honestly, I don't. Yeah, that's I think the, the actually biggest problem with it. But um, she maybe. she is like disappointingly flat. And I think if she was if he was just sort of a nothing character and she was really weird and vibrant and whatever, I I, I could see that working. I think that's very astute of you. So we'll we'll worry too when it comes around and we'll see how it goes. Our, our next book up is Carnage number six. I, I, this book just kept existing, and I was like, oh, this is the week we read it. Um, where is the credits? Here we go. Written by Jerry Conway, Mike Perkins on art, Andy Troy doing the colors, Joe Sabino doing the letters. Um, yep, this is, this is, I have lost track about four different times about what Carnage is doing mm-hmm. at any specific moment. Uh, he was dead for a long time. He got ripped in half and thrown into the sun. Uh, that, Why couldn't he just stay ripped in half in the sun? Uh, I, th- I think the Marvel Universe has, like, there's a law where they have to at least have, like, three symbiotes in storylines at any given time. And this book takes care of two of them. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know if Eddie Brock is actually still has, has anything in him. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how this works as a, I, like, I, Cletus Cassidy is not, never, was never a good character. Uh, Carnage was never a good character, really. He, no. He, he was a good, like, mindless villain for Spider-Man to bounce off against for, you know, a couple times. But if someone was like, what if Freddy Krueger was in the Spider-Man universe? Yeah, exactly. 
and yeah. we gave him like uh, he was like Venom, but crazier yeah. and violent. Yeah. Um, and that's but I, I calling this book Carnage. I, I don't I don't find anything that interesting about him, and I don't. They they were selling this book as hey a good jumping on point and I guess that's fair enough like I don't mm-hmm. I don't I didn't, certainly get I got everything I could possibly need about the plot yeah um I think it catches you up really well I mean you this could easily be issue one and I think you could figure out everything you needed mm-hmm. so uh, I do think I think the storytelling is pretty strong as far as that goes it's true I just don't. I don't know. I no, care. It's, it's, I don't it's, care. It's not uh, worth it. No, it's not worth liking. I think the drawings of Carnage are actually really strong. Everything else feels like that boring kind of photorealistic, where it's it's not interesting or exciting. It just looks like a traced photograph with like heavy shadows. And I am I'm past that. Yeah. Um, all, all the all the drawings of him like are disturbing as hell. Like this one where his jaw comes off. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of those Blade Two vampires. Yes, yes, yeah, that's creepy as shit, and I love that. And most of the drawings of actual Carnage look really cool. I I do have a a soft spot for all the symbiote crap because that was when I really started to to read comics for the first time in my life. Was reading like. The Eric Larson, like, um, Spider-Man versus Venom. Mm-hmm. So I do enjoy this a little bit, but I don't think you really need to buy this book. It's it's not any kind of good. No, I don't. It needs to be more craziness. It has mm-hmm. to be ridiculous. Like, make it keep fear. You mm-hmm. know, make Carnage, like, even just... Worse. He needs to be worse. I don't. I don't. I don't. If he's going to be carrying a book, I guess I don't know. No, he needs to step on a bunch of rakes. Is what you really want? I'm. I'm not opposed to it. Honestly, not enough rakes in uh, comic mm-hmm. books nowadays. I'm a do not buy as well. I don't. Yeah. I, somehow I don't know. This book is apparently not doing bad, but I think there's probably a, an audience out there for it of uh, you know n- '90s comics guys, older comic fans. Um, you know the acolytes of uh, of Rob Liefeld. Mm-hmm. Those 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 jerks. Yes, and this book guys. is, I guess, up their alley. I'm, yeah, I mean that, that's that. It's fine. It's at least it's it's not wretchedly badly awful. No, but. it's just I don't. I'm I'm already buying Venom Space Knight. That's way better. Uh, a symbiote. Mm-hmm. That's way more interesting to me than the uh, the Carnage half of the. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like the last Carnage book we read was really more kind of the right thing, where it was just him flipping out and killing people, or it was like brainless Carnage. Yeah, that was. I don't. And the, I thought Carnage was involved in Sixus, mm-hmm. and he got flipped around, so he was a good guy. That, and then I don't know what happened after that. Secret Wars happened, so who knows what? But but uh, uh so that's a double do not buy on Carnage mm-hmm. number six. Our next book up is Mirror, number two, by Emma Rios and Huey Lim. Uh, we read number one. I think we were both, like, thought it had some good things, but overall was kind of endless, yeah. I guess. Uh, can you tell me what is happening in this comic book, Eric? No. Okay. No, I cannot. I, I... There, is a, there is a very talented woman writing it and a very talented woman drawing it, when both of them should probably be drawing things. I... I just, I, I was on board. I like, I understood what was going on for about like six pages. Yeah. And then I lost track of what exactly was happening. 
and then I, I kept, I tried, I tried. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, this is, um, this is, this is a beautiful mess. Yeah, it looks really pretty. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I like, I have this. There's these characters. I don't. There's the war between humans and the animal people, and the sympathizers to the animal people. And then, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I. I can't recommend this because I don't. I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, this is. <sighs> it feels like it's trying to do so much. Yeah. And it, I would benefit a lot by just slowing down a little bit. In the, like the, it seems feels like the opposite of that first issue. Mm-hmm. Like that first issue was like so much involved in with like a, two characters that I didn't either find either very interesting. And then this one was like, here, here's twelve characters all in a row, all happening at the same time. With and there's and there's battles happening, and then inner conflict, and then. Yeah, there's there's a lot. It really makes me think of uh, late '90s, early 2000s uh, anime. Yeah, I think in particular about like Escaflone or um, X1999, which was this. I don't. Are you familiar with either of those things? I've heard the names or seen them. I I think both of them had both series or comics and a movie, and I think most people just saw the movie. And it took something that had a lot of backstory or a lot of characters and just hyper-compressed it to where it made no sense. And that that feels like what this is. And I, I don't know. It's not, it's not really an economical use of, you know, an economical storytelling on these pages. It's just, it's a lot of ideas and it's beautiful and it's probably worth seeing at least. This is the kind of book that you buy and keep on your shelf. You do not buy this to read it. This is this is the, it's an art piece. Yeah, it's it's like it's like that uh, Mobius book we read, um Mad Woman of the Sacred Heart or almost any Mobius book because the stories are often terrible. So I mean maybe this just fits into that. I'm I, I'm going to do not buy. I can't. Yeah. I I like unless you are super into the art that's I think it's worth that. Um okay. I don't get me wrong. I hate what this is doing. I think it's beautiful. I'm glad it exists. I I even I even could go um you know, buy 5 out of 5. I mean, like mush to the max here. Okay. But I do th- I do think it's worth your time. But this is the kind of thing that it's half baked. It's not really tightly written. This feels like the kind of thing that someone else should take this should take the helm of this. That Emerios is more more of an idea guy here. It it could use it could use a little bit of help, but it is um it is beautiful. I am I I think the world is better that this is being made. It just I don't know, not quite pulling it off. So that's a split decision. A mirror number two, Max on the Mush Meter. Our next book, Circuit Breaker, number one, written by Kevin McCarthy, art Kyle Baker. Special thanks to Mindy Stephan for coloring and lettering assists. I don't like this comic. Good. I don't. It. It feels like, hey, take every single plot about robots and have them all happen at the same time. It's. It's not a well done book. It really isn't. 
Like, I think the, I, I want to say that the art is kind of poor, but it's trying very hard to knock off a Sama Tetsuka. Um, and I think the color hurts it. His stuff was largely not in color. It was just very simple, very sparse cartooning. It's kind of monkey punch as well, but I think that's more the sloppiness of it. Are you familiar with Monkey Punch? Have we talked about Lupin the Third at all? I know the I know of Lupin the Third. You know of the character? Yeah, I don't. I've never watched it. You should watch the Miyazaki movie. That's uh, probably the best thing. I, I think I've seen bits of it. You should just yeah. You should just watch the whole thing. It's a it's an excellent movie. Uh, Monkey Punch himself, who has directed a couple of uh, uh, movies, says that he thinks the Miyazaki movie is. It's the least Lupin, but it's also, he says, the best Lupin. It's more of a Miyazaki movie than it is a Lupin movie. I just wasn't... I didn't... I I, I, I mean, I don't like the art a lot, but I figured it was just, hey, it's like a stylized yeah, pastiche I mean, it, of yes. you know, so many old manga. It's those It's those two in particular. It's, it's referential of mostly the Osama Tetsuka. But the story is pretty clumsy. I just... No, it's, it's not. It's not by any means good or interesting or fun or this. This is even this is on the front page of uh, Comicsology. Yeah, um, and it it looks like a high school student made it. I I mean, it's all I, I don't know. This would probably look better if it didn't have this colorist, and I, I and I don't think the colorist is necessarily ruining it. Well, I think the artist is the did colored it as well. Oh, is that right? I well, think so. It doesn't. Person. It doesn't have a. It says coloring assists by Mindy Stefan, but I'm yeah. assuming that means. But I'm a do not buy on this comic. It's well worth not buying because it is not a good book. Double do not buy. Circuit Breaker number one. Our last book of the week. It does have a lot of covers. Our our final book is Assassin's Creed Templars. Uh, Black Cross number one, written by Fred Vinlenti, art Dennis Calero, letters. Richard Starkings and Jimmy Betancourt colors Dennis Calero, uh, designer Rob Farmer, whatever that means. Uh, what do you have? What have you played any Assassin's Creed games, Eric? I never have. No, I thought you had though. I've played m- several. I played I don't I, four maybe of them. Five. There's a lot of I them. Think, I think the closest I got was uh, playing a little bit of oh, what's it called? Mordor, Shadow of Mordor. That's very Assassin's Creedy. Yeah, I think that's actually better than any of the Assassin's Creed games, but it wouldn't exist without the Assassin's Creed games existing first. Yeah, probably um, so. The the plot of the Assassin's Creed games have become nonsense. There was maybe a through line after the first couple games, but then after that, they just went, oh, if we end the story, we can't keep making games, mm-hmm. so let's make it so that the story doesn't end, and then it has gone into nonsense. Um, Historical tourism is basically the, Assa- the Assassin's Creed template, is like, Let's visit a period of time in a, in a place and cram as many historical figures as we can into the game. Um, like the last one was set in, I believe, Victorian England, and so you fought, I believe, Jack the Representative at some point, mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, I like this comic more than I thought I would. I expected not to care at all. I don't care at all. Okay. I I, I don't know what. Why is this interesting to you? Because I I it falls flat. Like I don't even care enough to i barely care enough to describe why I, I i don't know i think from the concept i like the idea i like this time period i like this time period a lot actually i think it's really underrepresented in um 
uh, movies and fiction. And I think it's, I don't know, right there on the cusp of, uh, the American century. And I, I don't know. I just think it's fan- uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Not that it's all set in the United States, but you know. Yes. Uh, it's, I think it's part of it because I just didn't have any expectations for it. I expected mm-hmm. it actually to honestly be nonsense because most of the Assassin's Creed games stories are nonsense. Uh, I kind of, they're going for kind of a noir, pulpy comic thing. Uh, especially with that, the Black Cross, uh, who I'm assuming is that singer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, it, I don't know how much structure Fred Van Lente, I, I am a fan of Fred Van Lente in general. I think most of his work is pretty good. Um, I don't know how much, like, guidelines he was given or whatever for this book, for this comic, but I feel like he just went like, hey, let's do something, you know, like, let's, let's do make it like a shadow comic, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't it, it succeed. I like I feel like I'm I feel like I actually have a, me- a a small measure of intrigue about what is going to happen in this book. Uh, is it like am I super interested? Super intrigued? No, but I you know it's I feel like it's very it's competent and mm-hmm. it does more with the license that it has almost nothing really in it. I, I'm like I'm like a, a mushy buy like a like uh, like a buy like a, I'll say a three mm. mush meter three. I could do without this. I mean, I, I feel like in concept, the, the, the idea that I get about what this is from the covers mm-hmm. and the character art, that intrigues me way more than what's in this comic. It just doesn't get to the effing point. And it just seems to dwell on the things that I'm not really all that interested in. Okay. So I, I don't think I, I don't think I want this in my life. And I don't recommend others to read it either. Okay. Slow decision. Assassin's Creed Templars. Number one. With a mushy, mushy, mush meter of three. 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's it for this week. I didn't read anything else. Especially not this weekend. It's very busy. You ready to talk about some old daredevils? Yep. It's your good night. I, I, I am. You ready to tell everyone how you can't, you can't go to Publix on Easter Sunday? You can't go to Publix on Easter Sunday. It's unfortunate. Yeah, podcasts are also closed. That's why we're recording today. They don't know that. They they're they're gonna know it. it's gonna come out a day later. No, I'm gonna get it up tonight. Okay, well, they won't know the difference. Well, there you go. It is time for uh for floppies to be weekly floppies to be over, and time for a new the 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 newest segment after weekly floppies because it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It is time for checking in. Check me in as our show with Eric and I. We'll talk about what we've been up to during the week, see what we've seen, what we've read, what we've watched, what we played. But uh, I think we're just going to do Daredevil Season 2 mini spoiler cast. Um, so if you have not watched Daredevil Season 2 yet and uh, don't want to be spoiled on all the events of Daredevil Season 2, uh, skip over all this stuff. Wait until you hear the words Dildo or Matt Fraction or Chip Sadarsky. You'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Chip Dildo Sadarsky. That's his, that is his pen name, right? I thought it was his middle name. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I liked season two more than season one. Oh, absolutely. No, no competition. Season two was uh, just, I don't know, way more interesting. And goddamn, John Barenthal just made the season. He did. I'm. I would say all the new characters all did very good jobs. I liked Elektra. I liked Punisher. I liked uh, all the hand guys. I did yeah. like all the hand guys. I. I maybe I just don't like Elektra. Yeah. I. I. I, I, I feel did like not 
frankly, really, mm-hmm. she's better in the TV show than she is in the comics, honestly. Uh, that that may be true. I mean, I don't think she's, I don't know, weird Orientalism and, like, I don't know. It's that, that quote-unquote strong female character trope where they hop around and say, hi ya. I don't know. She's always been that to me. Yes. I, you're not wrong. That's, yeah. I mean, she, she was never, she was always just like another, uh, woman to be killed for Matt Murdock, basically. And oh, I, yeah. And I feel like the show transcended it to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Punisher stuff was my favorite of it all. Yeah. Good Lord. He was amazing. It was, it was, yeah, it made him, it, it like, it didn't try and make him a hero necessarily. Like, he obviously is, like, a still, you know, he's the TV version of the Punisher. You know, mm-hmm. they can't, they're not going to have, he's not stringing up people by their, I mean, he did people put people on meat hooks, so. Yes, he did. He but, was, he was, he was pretty grisly. Yeah. To be honest. But you get sold on, like, on his, on the trauma he's had on him and all that works really well. Do you think they're going to do a solo series with him? Oh, they they announced it today. Did they? They they absolutely did. They totally announced it today. I wonder when it's gonna come out. Four future options. Okay. Oh no, this is not. That's not. That's a rumor thing. I don't know. I'm just seeing. I, I can't. All these. All these. What flickering myth? Screen rant. What? Mm-hmm. what I, it's not helpful. Regardless, I. It, they certainly set it up for a a solo yeah. series with him getting the CD with micro written on it. Like that's. And see you around red, all that kind of stuff. It seems very obvious, like he's clear, like, hey, I don't know how he coexists in New York City when there's like superheroes who are basically not cool with him killing people just mm-hmm. floating around. So I don't know how that's going to work. Maybe they'll go, he'll maybe he'll be a traveling show. You know, he can hit other cities or they can do what they did with Punisher Max and have him. Mm, there's a lot of boroughs, man. That's true. He's, he goes over to, he goes to, to the Bronx when he needs to, you know, fight crime. Mm-hmm. Um, I I honestly was not expecting any kingpin, and then he shows yeah, there he he kingpinned it up. It did, and still excellent. I I still like Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. Yeah, he was really good. That scene with him, those scenes with him and the Punisher, seeing those two bounce off each other. Yeah, no, that was intense. You think they'll do Bullseye season three? Bullseye and season. I I hope they. I I love Bullseye. I hope they can make him not shit. Yeah. And the Punisher is near as perfect as he could be. But I feel like they might jump the shark a little to put Bullseye in there. I, I it, hope they do it, and I hope it's amazing. It it seems inept, it, like you have to do it. I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be like you have Kingpin throw assassins at Matt Murdock. Yeah. Maybe even from prison. I'm, I, I just, I really hope they pull it off well. I... I want to love it. I love Bullseye so much. It would be delightful. Yeah. It really bothers me in this season in particular that that Ben is dead. It is complete fucking utter nonsense that Ben Urich is dead. It is insane that he's dead. It makes no sense that he's dead. They they basically just had the, the paper editor become the new Ben Urich. Yeah. And it just it makes my, it makes my blood boil. <laughs> they they killed him for like I don't know. He's he's the black man in the refrigerator. It's it's retarded. It really troubles me. I just really hated how they handled that. And there's like no real black characters in this now. 
you know, if if you're going to arbitrarily change someone's race to include a black character, don't fucking kill them. Oh my god. You cannot tell me that you can't set the tone some other way than that. It just makes me so sick. It's the biggest problem with Daredevil is that a lot of his pathos is built on everyone around him getting killed. Yeah. And I'm I'm worried about Karen. I don't think she's going to make it through season three, but we'll see. Eh. She's a much and I, she is a better character in the television show. She so is better than she, that like, comic. Oh yeah, no. Karen Page is a horrible character in my my experience in the comic. Uh, having, I mean, I I don't know that I've read anything much other than Born Again, and she was an awful character in it. She was just like, "Teehee, I'm a girl. Eek, no, I'm scared." No, that's basically it. Yeah. Th- that is one moment in the in. Oh, she's she's serves a purpose of giving pathos to Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. That is, no, exactly. That, and she's actually like like a character, like with things and feelings and thoughts and like ambition yeah. in the television show. No, they they do a good job of fleshing her out and really making, I mean, she is, the, the actress is bringing a lot to it and I think they have, they definitely have done a lot to make her a richer and more interesting character. So it's 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 definitely good all around with Karen Page. I was liking uh was I was liking Sir Fogwell a lot less this time. Well, he's not the I think there's more characters and he didn't he didn't have as much screen time. And it's true. He, and he got to he got to steal the show in every episode in season 1. Yeah, he's not like the comic relief in this one. He serves much again more like the kind of like I don't know. One of uh, one of the voices pulling on Matt Murdock, like, "Hey, you can't, you shouldn't be doing this. You're, you know, you're gonna die, or you know, bad things are gonna happen to you and us and all that and stuff." Um, I, he he wasn't as funny. He wasn't as like enjoyable. He was m- more dour. Um, and that's probably my only criticism of this of of in general is that it's a very dour. Mm-hmm. There's there is some like levity in there. Um, that seems to be the way of the Netflix. Marvel shows that yeah they're darker they're grimmer than they're street level you know this is this is the real real life you know it's not people flying about flying in the clouds you know shooting robots it's you know people with guns and, and monsters and, and stuff that are human the mon- the monsters of humanity not necessarily like yeah high concept supervillains I actually like sat up and cheered when Carrie Ann Moss appeared on the show. <laughs> That made me so happy. She fits. I don't know why. That's that's she. I like her role. She'll probably be much more in it in uh, season three. I assume. Yeah. Because they're gonna have to follow Foggy as he goes, you know, to the big law firm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure they'll. I'm. Mean, I, it's all. I'm. I. You know, they're. They. It has direction. I think that's the best thing you can say about all that. All the Marvel shows, and they all have. You know, seemingly have purpose. They know where they're going. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. I saw a lot of people complain about the middle episodes being boring. I, I don't think I, I was really bored at any point. No, everything, I, I everything thought, felt pretty good. Yeah, I think. Did you ever the, were any of the fight scenes too long for you? No, I, I think that they have a real. Um, like I think Daredevil, it has a real. It's a unique kind of choreography, you know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen fight scenes like this anywhere else. 
You know, I don't know if is Charlie Cox doing his own stunts. I don't know. It, it doesn't look like it's there's not like a lot of cuts and a lot of whatever. It's like looks like it's pretty clear that it's him. And then he does a goddamn backflip or something. I don't I mean, know. Not, he, he, I don't know. He, he looks like I, I want to think that he's doing all these stunts and he's just like an incredible fucking martial artist because that that makes me want to really like him. I, I just he is the most boring character in the show, I think. I um it's not it's he's not bad it's just i'm not he's not as compelling to me as like any of anybody else honestly it's it's kind of i don't i know i think it's just rote honestly he's not he ain't the punisher for sure i don't think i don't know i don't i don't quite know how to react to that and because i mean you may be right on that but it's hard for me to agree with that because i i mean he is the goody-goody two-shoes for sure, and maybe that's incredibly, maybe that's incredibly sort of dull. I feel I, like they just, I, I just, I don't know, I find him likable. I really like him. No, he's, he does a good, I mean, it's a good daredevil. He's just, they, he just needs, I don't know, they make him a little sexier, I think is the, just. How, how, how is that? I don't give him better one-liners. I think, or like he got his, he got the Billy Club near the end. I think that helps. I don't know, man. I've basically thought he was, he's pretty awesome, but I do think that all the side characters kind of stole the show this time, and I think that's fine. He can kind of stand back a little bit, and it's acceptable. Stick was good. I kind of don't like Stick. Well, he's a jerk. No, that's not what I mean. I don't want the character to be likable. I mean, it's the actor. It's just something about the way he delivers the lines. He's got an incredible voice, but I don't think he's a good actor. He's he's one of those people that just sort of gets away with the fact that he can say something and he sounds incredible. He doesn't have to do anything other than just use his voice and stare. I'm trying to where I saw him from. The actor. Scott Glenn. He was in the right stuff. That's right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. What's the other thing I'm thinking of? He's acting. He's been in a lot of stuff. Don't know. Whatever. I don't. Overall, very good. I don't like. I it it it. I was. I kept. I could not stop watching. Really compelling. It's certainly no. It's certainly excellent. I uh. I would say that I will say that I fell asleep during it more times than uh. And I'd care to admit, but I think it's mostly because I'm exhausted. Yeah. I. I. That's. That's what I would guess. Yeah. I. I slept most of the day Sunday, and it was. Fabulous. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about for it? No, no, I'm uh, pretty well talked about here. Okay, so spoilers over. Daredevil season two over. Over. No more spoilers. Yep. Honk. Honk. Um, I did want to mention before we got moved uh, out on that uh, they finally announced the uh, the new Batman team and Tom King is writing Batman post rebirth. I uh, I really hope Tom does a good job. With, uh, I really, really, really do. David Finch and his artist from Grayson, Mikkel Jenin, trading arcs. So one of them will do one arc, and then the other will do the art for the other arc. And I think I I like both those guys, so I'm I'm hopeful. Scott Snyder will also be doing a Batman series, but it will be All Star Batman. I think it's just going to be him doing like his own boutique Batman series. That could probably be pretty good. Boutique Batman. Mm-hmm. Are you going to see the? The Batman movie, Batman Superman movie, or 
I was not too interested. I was not too interested in the idea beforehand. And now that, that about 75% of the people are saying it's awful and then everyone else is like, Oh, it's fine. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of, I, I, I don't know if I'm more intrigued or less. I'm, I, I read the spoilers. <laughs> I don't care. I, it, uh, and after I read the spoilers, no, thank you. Yeah. It, I mean, I know based on what I've read about it as well, I can't imagine you being interested in it. Uh, it's pr- particularly based on the last Superman movie and your problems with it. Your many problems with it. The, I, it seems worse in this regard in all ways. Everything I've read about yeah. it seems like it's got, it's just, it, it's not like an even beyond those issues, like there's stru- structural things and all that. I don't, I'm not, I'm zero interest. I'm not, I don't, I'm not curious enough to give it them my money. So. Yeah, I, I do genuinely want to see Ben Affleck as uh, Bruce Wayne though. I'll see him in his solo Batman movie. Which he'll be directing I, and writing, which I'm, I guarantee you he's he, – I know he's yeah. he's a more competent writer and director than mm-hmm. anyone working on that Superman-Batman movie. I will second you on that. I've heard his performance is actually not bad, but it's I just, imagine it's good. I mean, I was really down on the whole idea of Batfleck, but it didn't take much to win me over. I am, I'm all about it now. So, I don't know. Yeah, not so into this movie. Okay, so you ready to talk about some some sax criminals? Hmm. They play can jazz. You, can, I was going to say, can you play that uh, that that uh, saxophone solo? No, you know the one I mean. I cannot. You're disappointing me. I'm sorry. I can't. Re- I can't remember the name of that song. I I'm I, no. I cannot do that. You're disappointing. I'm a not. disappointment. This well, let me try and win you back in our final segment. It's time for a Notebook Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is part show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, uh, like you would uh, in a in a book club, and we'll discuss it in depth. Uh, this week we are doing Sex Criminals Volumes One and Two by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. Um, you had read the first trade of this, right? I feel like uh, I probably got through as much as a trade. It all seemed super familiar. You had read it. I know you had read it. I believe at my house when when you woke up, you know, at the crack of dawn, like you do, and we were sleeping. As as I typically do. And you read it then, and you had discussed. Felt I don't know. I'm trying to remember exactly how you put it, but something like you felt. I can't remember what what are your recollections of it, if any. I I mean, when we talked about this before, I don't remember having any negative reactions to this book. I remember I remembered the early couple of issues and like this young girl's experience of sex and how much I liked the women characters in this. Like I felt like the story was like really painfully honest and really really interesting. I I don't know. I don't remember any negative thoughts on it at all, which is what made me I don't know. I I remember that. I was. I'm wondering what you're remembering that I said. I I'm I'm wondering what the hell it, you didn't. What did I do? I don't. It was just I, you're. I don't even. I can't. It wasn't bad. It was more just like it was weird. There are there. Well, this book is a lot of weird. It's very weird. It's a very weird book. Well, I mean, it really, particularly now that I know more about these two these two fuckers. <laughs> 
it is. I would say Chip Zdarsky in particular. It's very clearly both of them in my mind. Well, yes, I mean, it is. But I mean, I, I, Matt Fraction was a known quantity to me mm-hmm. before this book. I had no knowledge of Chip Zdarsky at all prior to this. I book. think in well, this also is like them together. Yes, it's clearly a lot of both of them, but it, it's a very, very honest uh, reflection of their how fucking psychotic they are. And you cannot tell me how honest this is. I mean, even to the effect of the main two characters look just like what the the author and his wife. I mean, like a lot. I mean, she doesn't have crayon red hair and glasses, but yeah, Matt Fraction doesn't have a huge like Sesame Street nose either. If you would criticize it, how would you criticize it? I think that's fair. I, th- you know, the thing that bothers me, and I guess it, it, it's not like it doesn't fit because it's very much that kind of story. It's just, I don't know, the, the all the fucking dildos and and it's it's just you get to a point you're just like, okay, enough already. I I understand. I know you think dicks are funny. You know, I know you think flashlights are the are hilarious, but I mean this book is never not going to be about that you know it's not gonna it's never not gonna be dick jokes yeah it goes overboard Mm -hmm. but i think the most people who like this book like it because it goes overboard oh yeah no it's it's sillier than hell and that's that's fine does it do you think that it ever undercuts the emotion because i feel like i feel like it does at times can you tell me when because it never got in the way terribly, at least to the point where it's, I don't know, nothing stands out. I don't have anything in my mind that I'm like, yeah, I, I wish they hadn't done that. Mostly it just felt effective. I'm trying to think of a specific example to give you. I don't know if I can come up with one, a good example. I, I think a lot of it is the interactions with the sex police. Mm-hmm. They they're definitely just too over the top. They're they're the thing that I dislike the most in this book. I don't. Yeah, what are they doing? Why are they? Yeah. They're supposed to be the villains, uh, but mm-hmm. they're. Maybe that's what I'm getting at. It's just that they are just. This feels like uh, if the Coen Brothers wrote a sex comedy, mm-hmm. and like that. I think having these. Like, if the villains were just them and their emotions getting in the way, like, that stuff I feel works really well. Like, John and Susie, like, trying to figure out themselves, like, what the hell to do. Yeah. And, like, them having emotional problems and their own, you know, all all that stuff. That Yeah, that all that works really well. But it's when you start injecting these, these the sex police, and they're, they are cartoon characters. They have none of... Like, I, I got no character from any of them. And they're supposed to be a credible threat, but they're mm-hmm. they're they're nothing. They're t- two-dimensional. The, yeah, they're more comic relief than anything. They're, they're just a joke. Yeah, punchlines. Hey, kegel face. Isn't that, mm-hmm. isn't that funny for the sixth time? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't. No, no, it's not. It's just a motif to me. I guess it's... I wasn't. I wasn't bothered by seeing it repeated. Man, the, his... I, I thought it was funny that, like... You get to the end, and Zadarsky's just like, I'm just going to put myself in this comic. <laughs> exactly. 
It's like, I, I mean, you're already in here. Kelly Sue's already in here. I'm just going to be in this comic. Um, yeah, I'm a doctor now. I like chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yes. I I didn't mind him. It was fine. Whatever. No, it didn't bother me either. But it's really obvious. Really, 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 really obvious. It's so silly that he's in there. I. What about the Wicked and Divine uh, cameo there? That was so silly. I mean, that that whole scene was basically in the Wicked and the Divine. I swear. That I think that yeah, it's 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 dumb, but mm-hmm. I don't. I and that I guess you. Can, how do you feel about all the fourth wall breaking? Doesn't really bother me. Okay, I, this book I is mean, very it, self-aware. It's very like yeah. hey, clearly we're just talking to you, the reader. I just I don't know it. That in particular felt like hey, remember the like I. I just never the immersion, the immersion thing. I just get. I guess it's. I don't. Do you think that's, it matters at all in this book anyway? I feel like it should. In any in terms of in, any, in terms of what being any, immersed or yeah, not being immersed. immersed, just like in any kind of fiction, like immersion. To to me, that it it's like reading a Kurt Vonnegut book or something. You know that it's like where is that line between like the. the like the characters are so autobiographical to have something stupid like that thrown in. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you have to enjoy those honest moments for what they are, but you still see that they're coming from, they're basically saying something about their own lives or their own experience or something that they think you'll find commonality with, but they're, it's still about them. So they're going to, they're, they're going to put in, um, they're going to put in Kieran Gillen directing a porno. Of course. You know? Yes. Because, I, yeah. It's a lot. There's more, more, uh, more Alf jokes in this than I was prepared to see. <laughs> I, I only caught one. Is there more than one? Well, there's the, there's the, there's the, uh, the Jasmine St. Cocaine album where she is Alf. I, that's the one I caught. Well, I swear to God that there couldn't have been another book this week, a different book that had Alf in it. I swear to God he put another another Alf in there. It was like on a television screen or something. Would not doubt it. So, so dumb. So dumb. Do you generally like sex comedies, Eric? Yeah, I have nothing against them. I, I like I like uh, sex and comedy. Or Well, I, I should say smart sex comedies because... There's a slew of very very dumb ones. Um, what is it? What is it? What qualifies as a dumb one? American Pie. I did not dislike that. I mean, I, I, I think as a genre, I think it's okay. You know, I don't. I I feel like this is it's just too much for me. I think that's interesting. I can recognize the quality and like I feel for the characters, John and Susie in particular. Um, you know, they are the main characters. I just I don't, I don't know. I don't need to see the words. I don't even see the word "come world" like fifty times in like an mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe like if I was reading this issue by issue, like I'd read an issue and then a month later read another issue, I'd probably be more okay with it. But when you have you ever read Ogloff, web yes. com, the web comic, yes, that like you know a like six panels mm-hmm. or whatever that like it gets you know it has some dumb sex joke in it, and I go, ah, oh, that's funny, it's clever, and then the, and I'm done with it. This like I I think. Part of it was just reading all of this at once. It, it's a lot, you know, in the two hours or whatever it took to read it. It was 
a lot of dildos and flashlights and hey come and whatever i don't know i i it it never got to be too excessive for me you know i was never really that offended by it i i, I don't I, I don't know offended yeah i i don't i don't mean offended in the way that it would offend you know some prude somewhere iTunes. yeah itunes you don't remember? Oh, was this that they took this off? One of several of these issues, I believe, were. Uh, I thought they took. I thought they just took off. Uh, they took off that fucking saga. It, they did that as well, but this was sex criminals was also a target. A bunch of babies. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it undercuts the emotion for me. Like I, 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 I go ahead and finish your thought. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. I just, I, I it just. It all reads as the same joke after a while, and I just get a nerd, a nerd to like this the references, and then just like, hey, yeah, it's isn't this isn't it funny like about this giant dildo he uses to beat up a guy? Yeah, I'm like, okay, I mean that's fine, but then it just, I I I'm more interested in the them having relationship problems or mm-hmm. John's issue with you know his his mental health or you know like that those are really inherently very very interesting to me i really like these characters like they're really well written and like they're felt very human and then dildo jokes i'm like i i am not really that bothered by it just simply because i mean it is saying so much about the creators and that's okay in this in this state sense you know when it was uh casanova and it's like this weird masturbatory whatever. I could have lived without that. <laughs> you know, I could have lived without that. This doesn't really bother me. I don't know. I think I think Chip Sadarsky has a, a good influence on Matt Fraction. I think you're correct. He's a he's a little too wanky when he gets up. He he just goes down his own path. I don't know. It's weird to think anyone would call Chip Sadarsky a good influence on anyone. I've, I, 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 he, you know, you know, he petted my chest hair, right? I, I know that. I'm aware. Uh, yeah. I, I've, I find his online, uh, persona very funny. He's fucking hilarious. It's, he's a ridiculous human being. But that is, this is the kind, like, you, to me, you can't separate art from artist on this. That, like, every stupid joke that they put in here, like, you can just sort of feel the fun that they're putting into it. Even though I do think it can be distracting, and I think we in particular, we're very, like, very tidy storytelling and, you know, sort of tell the most artful. I mean, this doesn't... I'm okay with this being what it is. You know, it does bother me, and I could use with a few less dildo swords, because that's... I don't know. I I got enough of that, like, when I watched... um, what was that fucking movie by Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Orgasmo or whatever. I've never watched Orgasmo. Is that what it's called, even? That, that is what it's called. You're right. Yeah, it's, 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 I, it's not a terrible movie, but really the best part of it's the intro. Have you heard it? No. Yeah. It's, it's a great song. You should just YouTube it sometime. Okay. Yeah. I like Cannibal the Musical. I never saw it. No, I dildo, imagine it's, no I imagine dildo swords in that. No dildo swords in that. That's that is a shame. Yeah, it is. I, I I don't know. I've just I've never read a comic that Sadar Chip Sadarsky has been involved in and thought, hey, that's a. I I always think, hey, he, that's a good comic. 
mm-hmm. writing or drawing, he yeah. seems to always have a very good knack for storytelling and, and keeping things flowing. Like there's which Matt Fraction doesn't always necessarily have in his comic books, which he doesn't no. necessarily even, I mean, I don't think that's even in the forefront of his mind necessarily when he's telling certain stories, but I feel like I know Chip Zdarsky has a, a, a history in like cartooning and stuff like that. And I feel like that, like telling very simple, concise stories. Mm-hmm. I feel like that you can tell, you know who I want to make a comic book with uh, Chip Zdarsky is Brandon Graham. Oh my God. I know, right? Who draws it? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't care. <laughs> I, I, they can, they can either draw it together, trade off, hire someone else. I just want them to work on something together. I feel like they'd be two fucking peas in a pod. They would write the stupidest, funniest, most awesome comic ever. It'd be amazing. I, in, his art is really good in this. It, mm-hmm. it, it is really, I don't know, it, it it communicates the emotion and the comedy. I don't, yeah, very well. Does he do all the coloring too? I wonder, never looked it up. It, it, I think he does, because there's no one else credited, so. Mm. Which, there's a lot of, like, in, especially when they're in the, the quiet, that I prefer, I prefer Susie's nomenclature, uh. That, that that shift back and forth between like the hyper neon and stuff and then like mm-hmm. very staid. Why does the Kegel face lady look like a snake? Ooh. So, it's, it's it's she looks like an alien sometimes. She does. What compels a man to write to mommy and daddy, I got my above average peener size from daddy, my insatiable sexual curiosity from mommy, and my innate sense of right and wrong from both. See you at Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's in a he's fucking insane. <laughs> I'm just, uh, it makes sense, I guess. I mean, he fucking walked right up to me and started petting my my chest hair. Oh, no introduction, just, hey, how's it going? Well, I mean, he was pretty sure I knew who he was. I was standing in line to meet him. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) I don't think he needs to be like, hi, I'm Chip, you know? I I don't think I I needed that. I think that would make it better, honestly, but, uh... (laughs) It actually, it would have. I would have laughed even harder. <clears throat> now I think they they kind of go out of their way to make people look pretty average. Mm-hmm. This book, and I think maybe that woman is just sort of part of that. You know, she just looks like one of those older women that like works out all the time. Yeah, like that's I don't know. Getting old and fit makes you a little weird looking. It's just sort of what happens. You know, Robert Rainbow. Mm-hmm. That's a name. It's a very comic booky name, isn't it? It is. Is he going to turn into a superhero, too? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. I like him. And what's not to like? He was going to be Peter Chris. He what now? He was going to be Peter Chris, wasn't he? The Catman? Oh, is that what his name was? Peter Chris? Peter Chris. I think that's the... The guy who's the cat man. Oh, that doesn't sound right to me. There's Gene Simmons. Yeah. Ace Freely. Hmm. Peter Chris. And see that one other one. Yeah. I can't remember the fourth. I used to know all the members of Kiss for some reason. I don't it even, is part I don't, of the site, guys. I don't even like Kiss that much. That's because they're not that good. True. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. No. Flat out true. 
cast members. Paul Stanley. Yeah. Paul Stanley. No, no, Peter Chris was definitely the Catman. Okay. I'll trust you. That sounds bananas. It's a weird name. Yes. Chris is spelled C-R-I-S-S. So it's not like the na- first name, Chris. It's, I don't know. There you go. Jasmine St. Cocaine. Mm-hmm. Because she likes cocaine. I would I would not have guessed that she was going to show up as a character in this comic book. I liked that she did. I really liked her. Yeah. They made a character who could have been terrible into something actually interesting. Mm-hmm. You going to keep reading this, Eric? Mm, probably I'll read it eventually. I enjoy it quite a lot. When it's done, I'll probably I'll read it. Maybe we'll read it for this. Mm-hmm. And I hope so. We'll read more about Zdarsky's thick chicken uh, addiction. Would you describe this as an adult comic? Nah, this is an all ages book. Mostly for <laughs> mostly, it's for children. Kids love playing with dildo swords. It's a a tricky thing to recommend this book to people. Mm-hmm. Because it is like adult in the sense, of like, hey, it covers like serious things, like mental illness and you know relationships, but also dildo swords and like and you know nonsense, cum world, mm-hmm. you know all that nonsense. So it. I think that's the hardest thing. Like you have to know the person you're recommending this to. I don't I don't think a blanket recommend unless you know that they don't mind. You know. I would say people who like uh the what why can't I not think of the name now? The webcomic I just mentioned. Ogloff. Ogloff. Yes. Ogloff. People like that like this. Absolutely. I would I would I would have a little bit a couple more caveats in this, you know, for like saga I don't really have any. But if I was going to recommend this, I'd, there'd be a couple caveats in there. Mm. I think this is a book women should read. I, I would agree with you, but I this is obviously anecdotal. Mm-hmm. But I know of a person who a, a, a woman who got recommended this book and then was like, "Oh no, no, thank you." Hmm. You'll have to tell me off the air I, who I this person was. Don't think you know them. Ah, uh, I barely know them. Well, then you, maybe you just don't know their tastes very well. I'd, I think that just from from my experience, like a book that I think of that this kind of reminds me of, and it's sort of a little happier, maybe, mm-hmm. is uh, the the Chuck Palahniuk book Choke, which is all about like sex addiction and I don't know, it's kind of bananas. It's yeah, it's, uh, I've I've read it. It is, but I've had multiple women recommend that book to me. Like, sort of, like, to the point of absurdity. And, like, even, like, after three or four different women recommended it to me, when I was in the bookstore, as I was buying the book, the girl who sold it to me was like, yeah, this is my favorite book. And I'm like, okay. Favorite? Wow. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, uh, mm Okay. I I, I mean, like, I I agree with you in principle. I'm just... I don't know. My my experience is that women like reading about doing it. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like women should read this book. It is it is good though. It is good. It's something that I would recommend people read not because it's trashy and it's about doing it, but I mean it's it's about like life <laughs> relationships and yes. it fucking it fucking gets you in the feels. It's it's a it's it's good, you know? And I think even even with your criticisms, I think you'll admit that that, that is the case. No, I can definitely recognize. That I, I it is not bad. I'm not no. saying that. I'm just saying that 
me in particular, I just want less of that, you know, the goofy sex stuff after a while. Yeah. It just, it's not something that I can take in volume. Yes. Anything else you wanted to touch on? You know, I can't think of a thing. Okay, folks, that was Sex Criminals, Volumes 1 and 2, Matt Fraction, Chip Sadarsky. Highly recommended to all the people who like people doing it. Oh, do it. Podcat made an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we'll be getting a, a two week journey into the manga Parasite. That's Parasite with a Y by Hitoshi Iwaki. Is that close that's, enough? That's, that was definitely close enough. Okay. Uh, uh, Eric is a fan. I've never read it. We will see what we think about it. We will talk. We will discuss. It is on, it is on a, a, a cheap bundle on Comixology. Mm hmm. Uh, but with that, call it a day. Call it a night. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find everything there. New episodes, downloadable streaming, links to our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour, our Twitter, which is HBCR. You can email us, if you'd like, at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, if you are a fan, if you enjoy, please subscribe, rate, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, whatever podcatcher service you use. It really helps us out, helps more people find the show. Obviously, get, recommending us to any of your comic-loving fan, fans, comic-loving friends is also greatly appreciated. You can find me online on Twitter. I'm at MixMasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can we find you and your things online? Well, you can see my things by going to freewillunlimited.com. That is where I keep my portfolio. You can also see many of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com, including my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I'm at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. So that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.